Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your host, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm doing great. You're muted. Oh. oh. Always be I'm, muting yourself. You I, have control of the board. I know. I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm already lamenting our outro because I'm just so certain that I'm going to screw it up tonight. It's going to be bad. Nice thing is we're not live, so we can do it a hundred times. I don't even have to be here for it. No, you could leave. Yeah, you just record my bye-bye, or I could text during it, because that's <laughs> happened a few times. Bye-bye! Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, how are you? I'm good. It's been a... It's been a it's Tuesday, right? It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And it's been an incredibly long week already. I mean, it's been one of those weeks. So I had to go to uh, a city council meeting last night. Oof. But not a not a, a, a proper city council meeting. You know, most of most of you who live in cities, and I'm I'm putting finger quotes up when I say that. Most of you who live in cities have city councils where there's like people lined up and everybody gets to talk for three minutes. Well, I was in a city council meeting in the city of Tangent. Oregon. Oh boy. Tangent Oregon. I'm familiar with Tangent Oregon. Is exactly as big as you were imagining Tangent Oregon is. It is, I want to say that the population of Tangent's about 1,500. I was going to say sub 1,000, but it could be closer to 1,500. Yeah. I think it's 1,500. I've looked it up actually fairly recently, so I can tell you it's like 1,560 something. Uh, so it's a little place. It's a little place, but they have got a fairly active city council. And by that, I mean that the city council members largely show up to the meeting and that there's two people, very, very nice people, Judy and Jim. I know them and they're not on the city council, but they come to every meeting. I met them on a number of occasions now. And in fact, when I get there, they say, hi, Everett. And I say, hi, Judy. Hi, Jim. And I shake their hands. They're the only contact I've had with these people is by way of city council meetings and tangent. I mean, you're the city slicker who comes to their small town Oregon city council meeting. You're you're a novelty there. That's right. I put on my jacket, my nicest my nicest blazer, which is a sport coat. I mean frankly, you could wear like denim and you'd still like un, untorn, unworked in denim and would still probably be the best dressed there. And I wear the newest 501s I have. <laughs> and roper boots. <laughs> so I wear a blazer, a blazer 501s and roper boots. When I go to the Tangent City Council, that's my uniform, right? And goddamn, you look good. I do look good. I do look good. <laughs> I, I went to the Tangent City Council meeting. It's, you know, the, the thing that I have in Tangent is a, a little bizarre and a little annoying. And it, it just has been going and going for literally years now. So um, the council members all know me by for, on a first name basis. And uh, How yeah. large is their city council? I think that it is the mayor plus four, okay, plus the city manager plus the city planner. So, oh, so that's a pretty good sized council for such a small city. It, yeah, I, I mean, the city manager is the only person who's full time, and in fact, last night the mayor wasn't there because he uh, had is, to work late at the bar. He's a driver for Lowe's. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's a driver for Lowe's and they, I guess he had additional deliveries. So, I mean, it's, it's one, it's one of these small town volunteer organizations, Mm -hmm. you know, and and God bless them because they actually do a really good job. Um, and and in fact, I don't have anything bad to say about them because, uh, everybody's just so, uh, 
um, pleasant salt of the earth, yeah. right? Uh, r- really, it's the salt, of, and so I, and so I enjoy it. It's about an hour from here, not quite an hour. No, it's not. Fifty minutes? No, I'm telling you, thirty-five. Well, uh, well, I build fifty minutes each way. So <laughs> <laughs> then it's a fifty-five minute drive. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, you, you know, kind of a fun experience for me, but, mm. uh, it, it makes the week long because, right, I started work yesterday morning at eight and then I got home. I, I literally arrived home at like nine forty. from the side of town you live on 50 minutes seems reasonable. Yeah, that's right. As it, I think about where we live yeah. relation to one another. Yeah. It's about 50 minutes from here. So okay. how are you? Good. I, uh, I'm, I'm right on the tail end of my weekend. I had a super productive day so i folded mount laundry once and then i restarted the next somehow i and we've talked about this i don't understand how so much dirty laundry is produced in my home it just it is mind-boggling and for those of you with kids you know exactly the struggle five days of laundry is what you what i can generally produce in five weeks right like for example and this is when I'm dirty, when I'm, when I'm living dirty. When I went to the field for a month, I wore five pairs of socks, none pairs of underwear, three shirts, and two uniforms for 30 I, days. That, that's, that's extreme, though. Yeah, but I mean, in, in, in fairness, the, the, the realm I was living in, that was a really appropriate way to live. So, but, you know, a, a normal day-to-day basis, I'm going to go through shirt, Maybe pants, underwear, pair of socks. Kids go through five times that. Yeah, five pair of pants in a day. Like, how the fuck is every pair of pants soiled? Like, and it's not just like, oh, you just took this out of your drawer. It's like, you didn't even eat yogurt today. How is there yogurt on these pants? Like, how did toothpaste get inside your underwear? It's just, it's, anyway, so I went through my Towels, man, towels. Kids can make towels dirty amazingly quickly. I, I, I mean, I, I, I try to be clean, but there's been times where I'll go a month without changing my towel. Yeah, and I change my towel when I put it to my face. I'm like, ooh. Ooh, ooh. that's right. You, you know, uh, I normally change it more frequently than that, um, but uh I swear the kids, you know, they don't take baths every day because they're kids, right? So they take a bath, you know, two or three times a week if we're if we're being diligent. Um, those kids can go through like three towels, towels for every bath. Yeah. Like how, how the fuck? Why is it that every towel in the house has toothpaste on it? You're a tenth of my size and somehow <laughs> your towel is it, like I need to wring it out after I dry you. And in fairness, I'm suck at toweling off. I always miss like a, a major body part. Oh yeah, me too. When I towel off. Like, yeah, that's a, and I, I just think figured, my wife would say that's a dude thing. Maybe, but I just figure whatever, like if I miss it, I'm going to put clothes on. The clothes are going to pick it up. It's going to dry. Yeah, it's not an issue. It's just water anyway. So, you, you know, when the kids were potty, potty training, <coughs> I, you know, Kim and I were inclined to be a little stressed about it. Um, r- really, Betty, less so with West, our younger, um, because by the time West was around, we were like, we don't care. Yeah, uh, we got this. But when Betty was a, a, a baby and she was potty training, you know, we were really stressed about it. But I think at some point, um, we, I think Kim's mom, my wife's mom, had said, you know, well, here's what you should do if you want to potty train them. And it was this sort of... Uh, not draconian, but kind of uh, just it made me a little uncomfortable, you know, like uh, let let her be naked. And so when she has to go to the bathroom, she's forced to 
either soil herself in the living room completely naked or to go to the bathroom. And, and I think practically speaking, it's, it, it would probably be an effective method. But if you want piss on your couch... Well, yeah. I Best mean, case scenario. That may happen. I, I think that the psychology of it is such that, that by and large, the kid's going to be like, I don't want to, you know, there's nothing on me. I need to... to See, I would to, feel like just the opposite. Toilet. Like, I'm not going to have to sit in this. Right. Like, just let it go. <laughs> just let this bitch rip, and then I'll just move over on the couch. But we had this moment of clarity, you know, and I think we kind of did it at the same time. And I was like, you know what? Everybody... Every single person, right? It's not like reading, right? Some people get to high school and it's like, how do you not know how to read? That happens. You know, people get missed because reading really requires some focus and some some teaching. And, and you know, you have to learn how to read. But you don't have to learn how to go to the bathroom in the toilet. Everybody figures it out. True. And I think that that was kind of, we got to a point where we were like, why are we stressed about this? Mm. You we know, were because we were... uh in a transition period with schools mm -hmm. that ours had to be potty trained in order to be in the next class. And we didn't have that. And, and I get that. There's some practical consideration there, but um, yeah, no, it was one of those things. I feel the same way about, about that wet spot on my shoulder that I miss. It's like, <laughs> it's going to get dry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get in the bed sometimes after showering at night and, and Sam will be like, how on earth are you so wet like, yeah where? but that's that's a little different right no, the sheets will get, get it yeah but you get into bed and that affects the that uh, whatever i'm gonna i'm either gonna get that sweaty or i'm gonna be that wet right off the bat it's not a big deal so to my day i did mount laundry but i also changed out my exhaust fan in my bathroom because last week Ooh. right before i had to go to drill for four days the motor burned out started making this horrible sound like there was a cat <laughs> caught in the motor and just spinning around inside my ceiling <laughs> So I said, hey, don't turn the fan on. You won't like the noise. Uh, when I come back, I'll fix it. So today I fixed the uh, the exhaust fan in the bathroom. And oddly enough, uh, the, that vent, that exhaust fan's probably been in there for 20 years. I got the exact same model today at Lowe's. Like same logo, same, same everything. Same everything. I didn't yeah. have to change out that housing. I just had to pull out the fan and the light and plug a new one in. I was like, <laughs> the cat noise, I liked that. That was rough. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Uh, and I looked at like when I pulled it out, I it was... 20 years of gunk in there. Oh. And I was like, maybe I can repair this motor. And I touched it. Like, nope. Nope. Too yucky. I'll, I'll pay however much it costs. You know, they make exhaust fans with like Bluetooth speakers and shit. And yeah. Know. I did not know that. I yeah. almost spent an, an exorbitant amount of money today. No, it's a terrible idea. <clears throat> Instead, I paid $35 or yes, something. And, that's the right maneuver. Yeah. That's the right maneuver. Well, well, good. I, I'm drinking a, a beer and I kind of want to talk about it. Yeah, because you're on a, on, a, on a keto break. And I love this. I wish we'd got wings today too. Yeah, you know, I... Or, I don't know, what other things can't you eat? Oh, basically, or tacos. Basically, all the good things. I had tacos for dinner. From Taco Vore. Mm, I do like Taco Vore. Oh, dude, it's so good. This is a place here locally, Taco Vore. I don't know if we've talked about it. I'm sure we have, actually. Uh, but they've got... The, I mean, the best bean and cheese taco I've ever had. We've talked about it. I've never had it. As someone who eats meat... Uh, you know, I'm disinclined to order a bean and cheese taco, right? You go to a place and they've got this fantastic taco. Because it's what, two seventy five, three bucks. Yeah, three bucks still for a bean and cheese. Yeah, taco. it's expensive. It, it is an expensive place. Their but. tacos are sixty, nah, seventy five cents too expensive per taco. Yeah, you know, I I never begrudge anyone what 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 they charge for something. You know, you you, you if you can stay in business charging what you charge, that's the right price or or I, something around. I the agree, right price. but I I I would go there more. Yeah. If I was paying 
three bucks for a carnitas taco as opposed to three seventy five. And because I have four tacos, they're less worried about Andrew going than they are about someone going. Yeah, but Andrew would go a lot. All the customers they would, all the money they would lose in that seventy five cent exchange. I would make up for it. Well, I was there on volume. a Tuesday. I was there on a Tuesday night and I had to stand in line for 25 minutes. We went a couple weeks ago with a buddy of mine and his girlfriend and we stood in line for 45 minutes. So I think that their prices, if anything, are a little low. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in terms of strict supply and demand. I'd eat 10 tacos, but I'm not going to pay 40 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's 70 bucks tonight with the tip. Yeah. Fuck. And it was just you. Just me and Kim. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a joke. (laughs) So we're drinking a beer tonight. We are drinking a beer. So I actually had a fun opportunity, and and I don't think we talked about this on the last episode. We have not yet, because we were remote. uh, Oh, by the way, it's good to be back in the studio. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Me too. You you know, there's so much natural. The rapport is there. uh, The body language is important. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got a lot of body language. Yeah, you can't, like, below the waist is really where the magic happens. (laughs) Uh, so uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, a good friend of the show and and just actually a good friend of me, AJ Barce, contacted me on my cell phone, like actually via text message, which what? doesn't happen all that often in this industry. Well, that was a burp. It was. AJ contacted me and said, hey, brother, I am going to be in town. I'm going to be in. Oh, he said, I'm going to be in town in your neck of the woods, I think is probably what he said, uh, which meant Portland. Which is a two-hour plus drive. I mean, relative to Bellingham, though. Yeah, that's right. Ninety percent right. of the way. I'm going to be in Portland. I'm going to be there on a conference. We should get a beer. So I drove up to Portland a couple of weeks ago. You were not able to go because I you were work. working. I, I wouldn't have been able to make that turn. Yeah, and, I really uh, thought about it. I like I did the map, and I was like, if I don't hit traffic, I can make it back at this time. And I was like, no, you're probationary. You can't <laughs> risk it. <laughs> that's right. You cannot. So, uh, but I did go up and I had a beer with AJ in Portland, which was just phenomenal. You know, that guy is, uh, you, you know, first, AJ is a true sort of, uh, second time I'll use this phrase tonight, but salt of the earth watch fam, right? He's just um, has this thing about him, which is like, I, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this world. Uh, and it's innate to, to his personality. Uh, he's a photographer, which I think many of us watch people are sort of amateur photographers. He's a tinkerer. He's a researcher. He's our kind of people, man. That's right. Uh, so really fun to hang out for, for the first time with AJ in person. Uh, we went and got some, got some food. AJ is not a beef eater. So I got some steak and I think he got some chicken. Interesting. I wonder if it's that red meat allergy or if he just doesn't eat beef. I think that his... I want to say his wife has a beef allergy, mm, and so okay. he has, in solidarity, um, eschewed consumption of the red meat, which I, God bless him, I said, you know, I, I told him when we were eating, I was like, if Kim had a beef allergy, I would just be like, sorry, you can't eat beef, but the steak is delicious. Yeah. Want to watch me eat it? <laughs> he being a better man than I. Uh, a much better man than I has has joined his wife in solidarity. So uh, I had some steak. We had a couple beers. Uh, in fact, I think he drank gin and tonic. Ooh, which he seems right. Yeah, he he struck me as an IPA guy before I got there. But then he watching him drink a gin and tonic. I was like, oh yeah, you might be a gin and tonic guy. Was it Hendrix? I don't know. Oh, he wasn't. He was just ordering G and T's. He wasn't ordering a gin specifically. I couldn't tell you actually. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I didn't pay that close attention. I'm just always curious because I'm also a gin guy and we've talked about this. Yeah, alcoholic. 
I judge people a little bit by the type of gin they drink. Because right. <laughs> uh, you get some insights into a person. Yeah. Like, it, like do you just drink gin, gin and tonics because they taste good? Yeah. Or do you like gin? You like gin, yeah. You know, uh, that's interesting. We have talked about gin on the show before. Um, <clears throat> it, gin's a tricky one for me. I, I, I find it hard to find a gin that I'm really excited about. There's a lot, I think, a lot more nuance in gins than whiskey. Because gins can be so similar to find gin that is unique and still fits the profile of gin and has all the flavor you want and all the all the good parts you want is kind of challenging. I feel like you say there's a lot more nuance in gin as code for all gins taste the same. A lot of gins do taste the same. <laughs> so when you find those that stand out and that yeah. can still have all the all the right profile of gin, like like whiskeys. I'm not a real picky whiskey guy, and I'm, I, I like whiskeys, and, and I don't like scotches, and I, I like the whole the whole spectrum of that uh, of that grain alcohol variety. And there's a lot of nuance, there's a lot of differences between them, but I, I I equate whiskey and beer a little bit more closely because beer is beer is beer, whiskey is whiskey is whiskey. There's a lot of difference between oh, one yeah. and the next. Oh yeah. But I think gin, like you get a lot of the same, a lot of the same, a lot of the same, and then one that stands out. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I feel what you're saying. Okay. I feel what you're saying. You know, beer beer and whiskey, yeah. I mean, there's just... They're cousins. A, a Canadian versus a Scotch is just... Is it worlds away. Worlds away, yeah. But in a stout and an IPA, worlds away. But it's all kind of this... It's all the same family. Yeah. You know, like, my siblings and I are not similar. <laughs> Except to the extent that you serve genes. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. You wouldn't guess by looking at us. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes wonder how you fit into those same pants. It's like, that's... A, well, we share pants. I mean, obviously, yeah. like lady pants look good on me. <laughs> That's true. That so this beer, I can confirm. So AJ, uh, AJ says, "Hey, I brought you something for the show," and I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And he kind of, he was kind of like teasing it. He teased it a little bit. Some notes, like maybe you guys should quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he brought us some beer from Boundary Bay, which is a Bellingham brewery. I've never heard of this brewery before. And he brought us a Scotch ale, two cans of Scotch ale from Boundary Bay. So the, uh, you know, this has got a cute little um, uh, a when diagram. You choose Boundary, on it. It says, you choose community. Malts, two row pale. Karastan, Munich, Crystal, Chocolate, Roast, Wheat. So it's telling you kind of like, here's what we've put into the beer. Anyway. And on the other side, it has their hops. It's got uh, Pearl, Cascade, and Mount Hood. Yeah, you know, and, and Pearl, Cascade, Mount Hood is such a classic Northwest uh, uh, hop profile. Oh, yeah. And for a Scotch Ale, it's actually kind of a unique hop profile, I think. Yeah, it's a little crisp for the um, malt for the malt combo. But mm-hmm. fantastic. This beer is super duper good. Yeah, it, it drinks almost like a Cascade Dark Ale as opposed to a Scotch Ale because I feel like Scotch Ales are typically like beefier and maltier and taste more more like a meal. I'm getting that here, actually. I'm getting some of that, but I'm getting a lot of the a lot of that hot profile and a lot of the the lightness that you'd expect out of a like a Cascade Dark. It feels a little bit like a winter warmer to me. Close. Yeah, it feels a little it's bit too, like a winter too warmer. too malty. Like they don't yeah. have that bite out of the winter warmer you'd expect. Anyway, really like it. Uh, really, really like it. Fun beer. Really cool to hang out with AJ, and it was just, it was just fun. It was fun to like uh, have a, a a field trip, a forty and twenty field trip, forty field trip, a 40. 
<laughs> Am I 40 and you're 20? I think so. I'll go for that. Okay. <laughs> no, it was good, though. It, it was actually a really good time. So uh, nice excuse to get up to... Nice excuse to get up to Portland and uh, uh, hang out with AJ and get some beer. I mean, if there's a good reason to go to Portland, that's it. And, you know, I'm from Portland, so I feel... So am I. I just I need a really good reason to go. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, <coughs> I think today's going to be kind of a funny episode just because I don't think either one of us was super keen on the... Um, on the topic today, which is not to say it's not a good topic. I just think that neither one of us was really... Uh, neither of us really had a whole lot of time to really apply to this project today. That's right. Yeah. Or this week, for that matter. That's I had to right. drill all weekend. It sucked. I had to drive to Fort Lewis. It was butt. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're uh, you know, taking an opportunity to catch up on some watch news. Yeah. Uh, because there's a ton of fun watch news, and we're not even going to hit all of it. We're, we've got some selected pieces that we want to talk about in terms of watch news, uh, but we, we do have a fun topic. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, I mean, you read the title. You know what's coming. You do know what's coming. I, I haven't even at this point created the title yet. But they have. They're listening to it. They know what the title is. You, you, the listener, know. Everett, in this moment, you know more than Everett knows. That's right. <laughs> they, they, they know more than we know. It's the future. Yeah. But so uh, you Man, actually I finally watched Endgame, and the whole time travel piece just kind of blew my mind. Time travel movies mess with my head. Yeah, it, it's a really good movie, though. It was. I liked it. So yeah. we should talk watches, though. I mean, we can. We don't have to. I started thinking about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I got into the back to the future mode, and then I started thinking about Bruce Banner talking about how if your past, if you go back in time, the past is your past, and the future is your present, and it's a whole... He blew my mind. I was like, Smart Hulk is... He's Smart Hulk. He's Smart Hulk, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I watched uh, Back to the Future, the whole series with the kids recently. I do it about once a year, usually alone, but yeah, I watched it about <laughs> once a year. It was really fun. You know, those movies have aged really well, and the kids really liked it. You could tell that there was... You know, there's moments in that in that series where there's not... So first, let me just clarify. There's not a ton of nuance in that series. No. There's not Real a ton straightforward. of Real uh, straightforward. Uh, but there's moments where, you know, you could tell that they were trying to, like, sort out... You, you know, my kids are six and eight for, for your benefit to while well, you're listening to this to understand what they're trying to figure out. But you could tell that there was... You know, I'd look over at Betty and her brain would be ticking. Like, how did this... How did we get here? Okay, I get it, sort of. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to watch them engage with that that material. And, it, and like I said, it's aged really well. It didn't feel old or antiquated, you know. Um, no, it's aged really well. It has, yeah. You, you know, Michael J. Fox, uh, I forget how good he was, you know, and he's still good. Um, he was in the... Um, He's in that new Kiefer Sutherland series. Uh, or Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. And uh, it, it's interesting to see, you know, obviously he struggled with Parkinson's. And so it's interesting to see um, just who he's become. Mm-hmm. As it's so, his his uh, presence is so much different, probably uh, in a large part because of the Parkinson's. But still so commanding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he that's owned right. those scenes. I loved him in that. He's great. He's great. So that series was really fun. So that's a sort of sneak peek other things before we get into the watch news, which is Andrew Go. First up, uh, Orient's got a couple new things in the world right now. First being the SK Diver Retro. And this is a cool watch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of 
the angles are kind of AP. It's got some weird, not weird, but some very unique uh, rivets around the bezel. Uh, it's not a dive watch, and you can't tell me it's a dive watch. And that got me a little pissed off because finally, Orient typically goes a little bit too big. So finally, we've got the right dimensions. We've got a 41.7 millimeter case. We've got 20 mil, or excuse me, 18 millimeter lugs. A great design, gold hands, a, a super 70s inspired looking dial, the Orient DNA you've come to expect. But what the fuck? 50 meters of water resistance. You're going to call it the SK <laughs> Diver Retro and give me 50 meters of water resistance? Super You've lame. got to be kidding me. Yeah. Everything else about this watch is killer, and I would have hit purchase today Yeah. at $245 on the Amazon website, I think, or on the, on the Orient website. I think they're about $200 on Amazon. 50 meters of water resistance? Get out of here. It's crazy. I, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I can see 100 meters on this guy with the screw down crown, but 50 meters is crazy. Oh, that's all, really all they had to do. And they put they put clearly some effort into this to dig into their portfolio and to go back into the into the books of their 70s watches and redesign that that same feel. And they mm -hmm. scaled it up to be size appropriate for the modern era. They did everything that makes this watch look like modern Orient with a vintage inspiration. And then they said, you know what? We're going to call it a diver. Yeah. But here's the joke. <laughs> we finally got the size right. We're going to fuck up one thing, and that thing's going to be water resistance. Everything about most Orient watches is that way. They get 99% of the things right, and then they, they just cut sling on one critical aspect. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I love this watch, you know, the um, you know, I guess SK stands for Super King, which I yeah, think is they're fun. Like, yeah, that's like the Super King was kind of like their Grand Seiko yeah. sort of feel, a little bit higher end line of watches in the the 70s and the lines are great and and I think your description totally nailed it. It's got a little bit of AP um you, you know, a little bit of a Genta feel. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, you know, it, it's got that super cool sort of four o'clock crown. With that internal rotating bezel. Everything's fucking right. And the and the DNA, you 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 said the DNA is very orient, and, and I totally agree with you. This looks like a classic, you know, maybe subcontinent or or um Asian market orient. It's just very neat. And 50 meters of water resistance is such a, is such and a. And they call it the diver. I, I don't get it, you give man. Me, give me 100 meters, call it a diver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't get it. The size is good. 41.7 is perfect. Uh, <coughs> yeah, this watch is a super disappointing thing. Because it's just a knock out of the park in every <laughs> other regard. Yeah, I'm with you. I had to buy this watch today. 50 meters of water resistance. You yeah, 245 on the Orient website. I think you can probably get these under $200. I think it's 200 on Amazon right yeah, now. And um, it's they do come in two great colorways. They've got a black with the with gold hands, gold markers, and then a kind of a red and black sunburst dial, which is super cool. It really adds to that 70s aesthetic. Um, but then they said, you're going to make a huge sacrifice when you buy this watch, and it's going to be that you can't 
feel comfortable wearing it in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, what a weird watch. Uh, I, I don't get it. I, frankly, I just don't get it. Uh, but it's not the only newish Orient that I think that we can talk about today. Uh, I, I will say before we move on to the next watch, this um, this super what is it, super king reminds me a lot of the Orient TriStar, <clears throat> mm-hmm. the Orient TriStar feel, and and it's notable to say that because Orient has also released a TriStar. They have a new sort of international market TriStar watch, and I really. love this watch and again orient has done it they've created a watch that in every regard we're gonna absolutely love the lines on it are clean it's got a super vintage inspired feel with really clean lines super super traditional case shape bezel-less a kind of radial brushed dial the sword hands, the tri-star marker at the six o'clock, which I really dig in in this application of it. Everything is about it. So it, it, 40 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lugs. The, the, the same in-house orient movement you come to expect. The day date, a super well-executed crown guard that is, isn't really a crown guard. It's more of the crown being cut into the case. So it doesn't add to any size. You're maybe going to get a millimeter extra off of that crown and this is a dress sport watch it's so good but are you ready for the orienting of it 30 millimeter 30 meters of water resistance yeah you know what i don't even don't even breathe towards it i'm much more okay with that on this watch i'm not because this should absolutely fall into that dress sport category. We should be getting 100 meters of water resistance out of this, and we should be able to wear this watch, take this watch, go anywhere, do anything. One watch collection right here, and I think I'm okay with it. And it's, what, 175 bucks on the on the Orient website? Yeah, You're going to be able to get these for, for, a, for a buck 20 yeah, on Amazon? Yeah, 125 on the Orient website right now. Yeah. Come on. Everything is about it. Everything about it is so great. It comes in a ton of colorways with gold, all kinds of different dial variations, stainless steel. I think there's a PVD. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's a PVD version. Uh, although I don't see that here. I have seen a PVD version of this, though. I mean, yeah. they knocked it out of the park again, but then didn't. Yeah. You get, you get the diving catch. Hey, would you take it easy? No, I'm, I'm table? fired up about Orient <laughs> being able to finally get the sizing right. Yeah. And and say fuck you to water resistance. They have the technology. They have the capability. These watches deserve a hundred meters of water water resistance. And I don't understand why they made the choice to not. You know, I suspect it's got something to do with cost savings. You know, they oh cool this... cost savings. Sell me watches. Sell people watches. I mean, okay, zero minute zero meters of water resistance. So you have to buy a new one every week. It fogs up when you look at it. <laughs> I mean, you're probably, uh, I mean, being a tiny bit dramatic, which I'm okay with. I a like, little bit. But I like I'm dramatic, just, Andrew. I just can't believe it's it. It's 11 millimeters thick, which I, I suspect they... It is. It's super thin. It's 11.2, I think. You, you know, for an automatic, uh, you, you know, with the F4902, which is just a fantastic, you know, you know, not a fantastic movement, but a very good, 
very good workhorse movement. Um, I, I I think that this uh, I I think that this watch is a compromise for, for obvious reasons, and, and the price is. I suspect the price is targeted, right? I'm probably still going to buy one. It, you, you know, Orient has has created this watch for a market. Uh, that's my suspicion, and, and I think. You know, assuming you can get these at eighty bucks, this is an SNK replacement. I think is what this is, and and, and I don't know. We we are yet to see how Orient's going to market these, how they're going to position them. I mean, it comes on a bracelet, and we can trust yeah. Orient's bracelets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I, I actually really like this watch. <coughs> I'm much less critical of this watch than I think you are. Um, dress sport, which I think is exactly what I think this is exactly what a first watch buyer needs. But it's not a dress sport because it's not sport. Yeah, it has the look I, of a sport watch, but I it's just you. not. You you know me. You know me. I am a water resistance, uh, a water resistance junkie. So when it comes to to that aspect of this, I'm disappointed as well. But I north of a hundred is gravy. Yeah. Under a hundred, I f- I feel like you can do better, yeah. and you can do better for relatively little extra cost. I still think this is a great. I still think this is a great addition to the collection. Oh, so. It's killer. I love it, and I will probably own one. I, I love the I love the Arabic minute markers. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, you, you know, at the outside of the of the hour markers, I With love the block font. hour markers and. You know, it's not derivative of anything. It's got the TriStar logo, which is or the TriStar branding, which is. Um, you, you know, classic Orient. I, I actually love this watch, man. Do you think the stars represent how many meters of water resistant? Because it has water resistant <laughs> under the three stars, That's and they're right. there's matched color star. Like Each everything star about this is watch atmosphere. is so great. Yeah, but then they said, "Don't get it wet. Don't even look at the water when you're wearing it." Well, you know, I, I think that we so so this this is in in full transparency. We are both Andrew and I. I think some days I, it's more me, some days it's more Andrew. We both want water resistance. I right? want hundred meters. We want to be able to wear watches and not worry about it. But um, I, I also suspect that in general, watch nerds get a little bit weird about water resistance, and we don't want to fuck up our watches. You know, I think thirty meters is probably going to be enough for everything. I suspect. I suspect that you could buy this watch, wear the shit out of it every day to include in the shower and doing the dishes and both activities. I don't wear a watch. It's probably going to be okay. I, I wouldn't wear this in the pool. Um, Maybe in the hot tub. I don't know, but I, I actually suspect it, it, it needs to get a little bit more credit. I wonder though, anecdotally this watch hasn't been out for long enough to know but we we is it even out yet i think it's available okay yeah no, uh, it looks like it's available we, we haven't we, we there's anecdotal stories of the khaki at 50 meters of water resistance fogging through regular wear and i almost wonder if orient's 30 meter is closer to a 50 meter. I bet it's better than the khaki's water resistance. I would think so. And that I, and khaki I, king, that 50 meter yeah. khaki king, I bet this beats that water resistance. I, that I would w- be my... If, I would think so. I would hope so. If I was making a bet with someone, I would bet on this one, <coughs> that that race. Because I feel like Orient Manufacturing is going to test this watch at, at all their pressures. And in their sample size, you probably had one watch fail at 30 meters. So it got a 30 meter rating. And you probably had a dozen fail at 50 and all of them fail at 100. 
that's my suspicion of their manufacturing practices. And and I think that's probably a pretty reasonable assumption regarding yeah. their manufacturing yeah. practices. So you're probably going to get more, but I, I want them to tell me it's more. I want to trust this thing up to at least 100 meters. I, just, I don't know. I feel like that's a reasonable ask because this isn't a pure dress watch. It's right. not. If it were, I'm cool with it. Give yeah. me none water resistance. Like look at it for too long and it's going to fog. Cool with it. You can't give me a dress sport and tell me it's 30 meters. So, uh, it, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I do. I did. I do have some watch news about a watch that can go to hundred meters. And I love this watch. I've talked about this watch on the show, sort of. So I am gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb here when we talk about this watch. Do it. Go out. I'll catch you. I'm going to say, I think that this is the best entry level automatic release of 2019. Is it late enough in the year for me to say that? I mean, it's November. So 260 Is this our Thanksgiving episode? On the Timex website. Uh, no, because Thanksgiving is like on November 31st this year. 28th. Oh, this will come out on the 21st. <laughs> oh, we're going to release an episode on Thanksgiving. We do that. That's kind of fun. It's a thing we do. Uh, so so this, oh yeah, because we have Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it before. Hold on. Happens. It goes so long. It it just, they're way too long. <laughs> so this is a watch from Timex. From Timex. Uh, Timex, uh, who has been re- just hitting it out of the fucking park. They've been smashing automatic releases. Uh, you, you know, and it's a slow roll, which I think is good. But this is a 100-meter watch. This is the Navi XL automatic 41-millimeter leather strap watch. Leather strap watch, which, yeah, okay. Uh, so, so this is Timex's new sort of vintage dive watch release. It's not though. The Navi timer has been around and we talked about the quartz episode yes. many, many months ago. Yeah, that's right. I love this watch because it has that unique hour hand with a window in it. Yeah. 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 So this, this is, um, very similar to quartz watches in Timex's collection. However, this one comes with a dang automatic movement and an exhibition case back and an exhibition case back and and, you know the case back looks very finely machined this watch is kind of a chunk which is fine it's 41 millimeters uh and and i don't have a spec on the thickness on this thing i assume it's because timex's website sucks 18 millimeters thick oh look it is here 12 oh 13 13 and a half which is actually not terrible it looks pretty chunky um but you know what this is just a sort of easy peasy don't fuck around with it. Automatic dive watch for 200 and change. <coughs> and I love it. 250 on the, uh, or 260 yeah, on I the Timex you, website. You can probably pick them up for 200. And I think you can get them for much closer 220 to 200. Yeah. On, yeah, on the right. Amazon. Cool and colorway. I love that know, green dial. I don't know what movement these had. This is part of Timex's new Allied collection. And I think that they are using Seiko movements for these. This doesn't look like a 7S 26 to me, though. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what movement this is, uh, or, or an NH30. I can't imagine Timex pushing a crummy movement in, in the, are you being serious? No, no, no. In in a a crummy (laughs) automatic in the season of production they're in, they really have to be pushing solid, reliable quality movements in five years. Once they've kind of 
become reliable again in the automatic movements. I feel like they can maybe downgrade, but right now they cannot have watches just stop on them. You, you know, I, I don't actually know. Uh, I, I don't know if I agree with you, but but hopefully it's a decent movement. I mean, it's an automatic movement. It's going to be something fine, right? Uh, movements of this caliber are going to be fine. <clears throat> Stainless steel case, uh, you, you know, one of my biggest gripes of Timex, and those of you who listen to the show will know, is... All the brass. Brass cases, I just hate it. Uh, this is a stainless steel case. It's got this olive, um, olive dial with kind of a fotina on the loom. I love this thing, man. It, 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 notwithstanding the fotina, because I'd wish it was just crispy white, but I, I think it works with the vibe that they're pulling off. I like the gray, almost ghosted uh, color on the on the bezel color uh, on the bezel font. And I think it's black, but the silver marking gives it a sort of muted. Oh, is it? Feel it is black. It's a matte black uh, bezel, oh. but the but the the uh, writing on the bezel is sort of silver. So no, that's it, what I mean. The 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 font color, yeah, like yeah. almost ghosted look. Yeah, that's right. And you don't have to dunk it in bleach or do anything crazy to your watch to, right. to create that. It just <laughs> it comes that way. I think this is a super cool watch. I I really dig it, man. Uh, I I don't know the um. I don't know the lug to lug on this, but it doesn't look particularly long. Probably forty seven, forty eight. I feel like they could go a little bit cheaper on these, just because the Navitimer quartz is like one hundred and ten. Yeah, extra hundred bucks for the automatic movement. But this is such a cool watch. We, I, I mean, we've talked about this watch. I love this watch. I love it in quartz. I'm excited that it's an automatic. I feel like I would tend towards the quartz option on this because this seems to me like a quartz grab and go, and I would be less excited about wearing this watch if I had to wind it and set time and all that other kind of stuff. You, you know, I really would love this watch if it was mechanical. Yeah. If it was a hand cranker. Oh, oh, it would be money as a hand cranker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But even the, the, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow that seems different to me than an automatic winding. I don't know why. Well, considering we're two thirds of the way through our allotted time for the show, should we talk about the main topic? <coughs> I mean, I suppose we should. <laughs> I guess we'll cut it short. Uh, I didn't realize we were at 42 minutes. Look at that. Time flies, huh? When you're having fun. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about some, because uh, it's the holiday season, guys. We're we're on it. We are, yeah. uh, as of your listening, a week out from Thanksgiving, which means, what, five weeks out from Christmas, and that means six weeks out from New Year's. And we're all going to be doing some traveling for the holidays. So we wanted to talk today about some traveling watches. Traveling watches. What watches do you take when you travel for the holidays? Because Thanksgiving, some people take the week. Some people take the day. Some people take a couple days. You know, you do that long weekend. You cut out Wednesday early. You travel Wednesday night or maybe Thursday morning. And you're on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And there's something... <laughs> To me, I could wear the same watch every day for a couple weeks, and I have no issue with it. I can't. But if I only have one watch, I get bothered. I don't know what it is. I I don't know why it is. And I just, I like the options being open to me. Mm -hmm. So, in in light of that challenge that we're all about to face, in light of that challenge that we're all about to face, we want to talk about some traveling watches. You said that again like you think I'm going to edit that so you only get the best version of it. You may. There's I don't no, know. There is zero fucking chance oh. I'm editing. <laughs> well, whatever. I burped, breathed it out, tried it again. 
Here we are trying to do a professional production. And three, uh, go. And we're live. So here's here's what I use to drive when I when I travel somewhere for a short period of time, whether I be driving or a short flight. Uh, there's some criteria that are important to me when I bring a watch because I typically bring two watches, sometimes three. Yeah, go ahead and bang on that. That's fine. Um, two watches, sometimes three when I travel. Uh, and, and one of the most, the, what I prioritized first was the versatility. How many environments can I take this watch into and still look like a grown up, still be doing the right thing? And that, you know, that encompasses the size, what it's made out of, the color, the strap options. Cause you know, we, we both, we all have some strap monsters that you can just change it out and you can take that watch anywhere. You, you got your go anywhere, do anything. It's your gata watches. Uh, comfort. That's a big one because I swell a lot when I fly. Mm-hmm, me too. So I got to I gotta wear nylon when I fly. Yeah. Uh, but also, I sweat a lot on my wrist when I drive. I don't know why. More often than not, if I'm in the car for more than two hours, I'm taking my watch off and I throw it on the dashboard. So comfort's important. On the dashboard, you animal. Well, I... I if I'm wearing an eco drive, I help it. It's a good thing. Uh, the durability, because it's going to be in my bag. It's going to end up in a pocket. Might end up on a nightstand in a hotel. Kids are around. They're sticky. They're fucking animals. They touch it and they want to look at it. Ugh. I have kids and I'm like still grossed out by by them. Uh, and then the movement. I, I I tend towards bringing one automatic and a quartz. Because I will wear the automatic and then I can just swap out pretty easily. And then I'm not worrying about setting and winding mm-hmm. everything. So mm-hmm. I like a grab and go kind of option and a automatic or a mechanical. I'm not taking that too. But what were, what, what kind of goes into your to your thinking? What I what haven't I covered in, in that decision making process? Yeah, no, I mean, that's it. I swell too. So bracelet watches. I travel with bracelet watches just because I love watches on a bracelet. But I usually put a bracelet in a roll. Y- yeah, that's right. I, I mean, if I'm on a plane, if I'm actually on a plane that day, a bracelet's a no-go. Because um, I've been in situations where I was like actually uncomfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one time when I went to a uh, a watch shop at an airport because I just needed to get a spring bar pushed in. So I could extend out the oh really the micro adjustments yeah because I was I was physically <coughs> uncomfortable um, so yeah I, I I agree with you I tend to I tend to to fly with watches that I can I can adjust but <clears throat> um yeah other than that you know uh for for me I spend a lot of time during the week kind of dressed formally or you know not not formally but business uh, business dress so I I wear fairly dressy watches when i am traveling i tend to wear the casual watches the extremely casual watches that i don't otherwise get a chance to wear um uh so i I will pull out all the stops in terms of straps and and to that end i'll pull out the watches that i are really versatile Mm -hmm. uh really versatile strap the strap monster as you say so uh that is is actually sort of my go-to um, my, my go-to expression, you know, when we prepared for this a little bit, uh, I had it in my head that, uh, uh, the holiday season should spice our choices. And I, and based on your choices, I think you did the same thing, but mm-hmm. so I, my thought process was watches that are going to be easy to travel with watches that are going to be enjoyable to travel with, but also something that feels Christmassy. Mm-hmm. 
Christmassy or at least holidays. Shalom. Yeah. Uh, Laheim. On all that. Those are the Jewish words I know. Uh, I don't know any... Uh, you know, shlamiel. Shlamazel? I don't know. I, f- I feel like I heard him say shlamiel in uh, Blazing Saddles. No, not Blazing Saddles. Awesome. Uh, Men in Tights. Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah, wow. Uh, so, uh, out of my personal <laughs> collection, what I typically travel with is the Mako and the SSB. And if I'm going to bring a third watch, I take the World Timer. Oh, oh, can we talk about your SSB? Because you're wearing your SSB today. Sort of. Oh, well, it's not actually not on your I, hand. I don't know why. When we record, I take my watch off. And I think I'm inclined to like <laughs> bump it into the table and stuff. And I'm trying to minimize noise. Meanwhile, you like bang on the microphones and do all the other kinds of animal things. Uh, I know a lot of people that take their watches off when they're at work, when they're, when they're, when they're at work so they don't get desk diving scuffs. I like those. Those are battle scars. Yeah, I don't do that. But They're hard-earned. I know that's the thing. Um, but you're wearing your SSB today, and, and you've got it on a new strap. I have it on a new strap, and I don't know if the strap will ever come off. I might I might lock tight the, the spring bars in place just to make sure I don't ever take it off. Yeah. But I've got a lot of 20-millimeter nylons that I really love this thing on. Yeah. And um, what I'm wearing it on is an EA8 Black Rally with red single stitches and um that's like a red two stitch yeah a red a red two stitch on uh on on them and i i gotta say um this watch is this is never changing this is what the this watch was designed to be on was a black rally and you asked me i don't know several weeks ago number one watch strap choice ready go right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think my response was, well, I need some context here because that's a hard question. If, if someone if someone you knew in the watch world were to pose to you, choose a watch strap. Yeah, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. So I needed some some context. And you said, you're getting a new watch strap. What are you going to get? And I said, hmm, I think it's a black rally on the SSB. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but you were you like you kind of questioned it, and I was like, well, if if that doesn't work, I'm I'm like a, I don't remember even what my other choice was. Yeah, no, me. Either. It was it was uh, so like a twenty millimeter black rally, with red stitching, because that's what belongs on this watch. And that's, then that showed up to you. And then it it arrived. It showed up with with a a metric fuck ton. Of spicy barbecue chips, and <laughs> and I cannot tell you how magical this timing is. Uh, one week ago, I finished the the big bag that I had. I really savored them. Like I opened one, really slowly ate the whole bag. My wife opened the other, and I quickly ate the bag to make sure it didn't go stale. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm gonna have to order some of these off Amazon. And you texted me a picture, I think last week, with a watch strap. And a metric fuck ton of these spicy barbecue chips that I am now obsessed with. How much? I mean, how many? There's like sixty <coughs> bags of these things in there. Right? Maybe so many that I'm gonna I'm gonna actually be willing to share a couple. And there's a these are the Louisiana hot sauce. Um, I can't remember the name. Yeah, the the that... ruffled spicy chips, the flavor of Louisiana hot sauce. I'm I'm like sixty percent of the way through the spice jar of it. I put it in everything. So the so uh, 
old Viennas, old yes. Saint, uh, of St. Louis, the Red Hot Replets. So we've talked about these a number of times. This uh, South Postiel has sent us these, and Eric from EMG has sent us these. Uh, but we're we're big fans. And of now these. EA8. Uh, oh yeah, not Eric from EMG. Yeah. Uh, Eric from EA uh, EA Leather Goods has sent us these. So we uh, y- you know have like literally sixty or so <coughs> bags of these now, um, which was I, pretty neat. I, I had expected these straps to come. I was talking to I was talking to Eric, and I had ordered this. Uh, I had ordered a strap from Eric, and and it, but the leather I was ordering was kind of a pain in the ass to get, and it took him a while to get it, and. Uh, he reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, what, what would Andrew want? Can we do a twofer on this? And so we, it worked it out with Eric to, uh, get a twofer. When I got the straps, I knew they were coming or I had an idea that they were coming, but literally two watch straps takes up about a first class, a small first class box. So when I showed up at my office bag and there was a, you know, two foot by 18 inch by three foot box. Oh, it's huge. Sitting in the middle of my office. I, I didn't even open it. Uh, I, I just messaged Eric and I was like, I'm kind of scared to open this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's in here. Uh, you, you know, these these beautiful straps. Uh, I, I've got this just lovely brown suede that I got for my HK. That's such a perfect combination that's right chocolatey suede yeah uh you know and and eric just does fantastic work we've talked about ea8 a number of times on the show um we both now are owners of ea8 straps i can't believe it took us so long we kind of suck we do we do a little bit yeah um the quality on these things is just out of this world you had commented that um the the hardware is uh a, a little generic I don't. I don't know what your what your phrase was, and 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 I think that that it, it feels like everyone else's hardware. That because everything a, else about it feels so special. That's that as right. I'm looking at it, I was I like, I was just so excited by everything, and I was like, oh, this is normal hardware. Yeah, y- yeah, which, which was almost surprising based on all the other magic of this strap. You, you know, I think he's in such a tough spot because he wants to. He wants to pre uh, produce a strap that people can afford, uh, and the reality is, you cannot afford the strap. You can, you can go to Eric and buy one of these, but if he wasn't selling these, no, you couldn't. And here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with the hardware. It's completely, oh yeah, totally normal, good quality hardware. But everything else is so amazing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is what I expect out of the hardware. Yeah, that's right. That's that, that speaks to the every, the entire quality of everything else. You, you know, I <clears throat> I've uh, per, both personally, you, you know, sort of in person and and even on the show talked about how Eric's straps are about too too cheap by half. Um and and, and he he's actually very confident in his pricing and and uh all right bro i understand he's got some fun things happening in the next year when and and i don't know what he's got planned because he hasn't worked it out with me but um we'll get him on it's such an incredible value uh if you don't have one of these you know for the 75 or 80 bucks that he's charging now i think it might even be 70 that he's charging for these now there's just no better value in the watch world i don't think no to get a a 100 custom made to order strap 
I mean, I texted you details. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> 20 with a slight taper, uh, rally, uh, red stitching, two stitch on it. Um, is What's this for? <laughs> I was like in my head building a strap, and now here it is in front of me. Right, right. So uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, EA. Your first watch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So what I've what what do you usually travel with? We'll we'll touch that. What do you yeah. usually travel? With? You know, I usually travel. I really like my SKX, but I also like uh, sort of bigger, more obnoxious watches. I travel with my Bertucci quite a bit because mm-hmm. uh, it rolls on nylon really well. Uh, historically, I traveled with that um, SK that that Seiko Kinetic that the oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. BFK mm-hmm. uh, big fucking Kinetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I just like fun, I just like fun sort of loud watches when I'm traveling. Right, but we're traveling for the holidays, so what are you taking to Thanksgiving if you have to fly, dickhead? Yeah, I, I'm probably, tra- I'm probably taking my Speedmaster. Just the Speedy? I think so, yeah, today, I'm just taking my Speedy. That, that fits. That, that, that hits all the components, because it, <clears throat> w- what it lacks in its dress, it makes up for with that, uh, that Omega logo of the 12. <laughs> I feel like that was backhanded. No, I'm. <laughs> you can wear a Speedmaster in a tuxedo. Yeah, James Bond true. has done it. Well, he wears a Seamaster, but yeah. you can wear a Speedmaster in a tuxedo and nobody's going to say shit. It's a Speedmaster. That's right. That's right. You could wear a, you could wear a Speedmaster ripoff that you paid 150 bucks for made by Alpha. So we are now at an hour and we oh, literally fuck. have not t- started the topic. <clears throat> so I grabbed two watches. If we're looking at two watches that neither of us own and and what i did was i was like okay well we're gonna look at two watches and travel with let's spend under 250 bucks so uh the seiko snk l15 classic seiko five goodness and this grabbed the dress sport that i wanted because oh big shock it's a seiko and it only has 30 meters of water resistance, which is weird. <laughs> but it grabs that dress sport-ish. Yeah. It, yeah. it takes the dress. It can go up or down, which is really important for the versatility when you're going to have to pick only a couple watches to go for. Go to your family for, say, Thanksgiving. Or worse yet, for Christmas, and you go to your family, and they're like, oh, we're going to Sunday Mass. And you need a dress watch. So you throw some extra straps in your roll. You throw this on black leather, and you've got a... Really well done, dressable watch. It comes on that Seiko Jubilee that we all expect to love. I've never worn this watch, but I fully expect that that's going to be a money bracelet on just the iconic Seiko 5, 4 o'clock crown, 38 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lugs. It's thin. It's everything you want out of a watch that you're going to be able to travel with and dress up or down. And it's 70 bucks. 70 bucks, yeah. So if you knock it off your nightstand in the hotel or it gets banged around your bag, you're not worried about it. I love the tuxedo dial on this thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, I don't think this Jubilee is up to the standards of the SKX Oh, Jubilee definitely not. It can't be. It, it, it's, it's a junky Jubilee, but it's going to wear just fine. It's going to look right. Yeah. So what else did you pick? Uh, next up is... Uh, <sighs> <sighs> prep for it. <laughs> The Citizen CA0649-14E. <laughs> that's better than some of their 
references. Some of them. It's better than a Casio reference. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, so this is a racing chronograph. And yeah. the reason I went with this is this is going to fit on the <clears throat> not days of the holiday. You're going to be able to wear this out. You're going to be able to wear this on Black Friday. You're going to be able to wear this out with family to go do whatever kind of family traditions that you have and not want to bang up that little bit dressier watch. It's a little bit on the bigger side. It's a 40, 44 millimeter case, 22 millimeter lugs. It's coming on a citizen, on a citizen uh, black rally strap. And from experience, I can say that citizens leather straps are pretty okay. Yeah, totally. They're good. good. They do a good job. They're not great, but they're good and they're durable. They last black rally strap, black dial, a cool kind of matte finished black bezel. You've got, Six tach, nine and tach meter scale. Yep, six nine and twelve subs, tack meter scale. And this is just a good looking racing chronograph that I think you're gonna be able to fit into any casual environment that you go into to balance out your just touch or touch on the dress of your side, Seiko five. And 100 meters, you, you know, this is a great watch. This is a really good competitor for the SSB spot. You know, <sighs> you're your grab and go quartz. Yeah, and it, it, I mean it's on the bigger side, but in the way a grab and grow grab and go quartz chronograph, it's an eco drive. Grab and grow. Grab and grow. I mean that and that's I throw on the SSB all the time in like as I'm about to leave, I'm like, oh I should put a watch on. I have so many automatic movements and I just don't want to set the time. It's not appropriate for a digital, and I grab the SSB. Can I tell my joke? Do it. Grab and grow, that's my morning routine. Yeah. Mine's grab and shrink. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I love this watch. You know, uh, in fact, actually, I don't, you don't love this watch. You I said don't love that. this watch. Uh, I, I kind of hate this watch, but I, I hate it because it's so um, it, it, it's it's sort of nondescript, right? It's kind of generic. It's super generic. But with that said, for the guy who wants a single watch and wants a chronograph function. You know, if you're if you're perhaps not a, a watch connoisseur uh, or or you just need that chronograph, I think this is a great option. It's 150 bucks. It's hard for me to think. It's hard for me to say anything bad about it, right? You can't. Yeah. Besides the size, it's about two millimeters too big. But it's a racing chronograph. Yeah. It's sort of meant to be a bit of a statement. So so I went in a different direction with my watches. Did you? I did. I, I did. I, I went up in price and I went up in sort of interest. Um, and, and I picked a couple watches. One of those we've talked about before, but the other we haven't. So first, let me get this. Let me get this one out of the way. I because, haven't seen this yet. Uh, th this is a watch that I think is perfect. 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 It's not out yet. It's going to be delivered in December, so you'll have it in time for Christmas. But this is a pre-order. For the brew mastergraph. Mastergraph. I wonder mastergraph. how that strap is because it looks money. So this it looks is a, super soft, like a padded textured leather. This is a VK68 Mecha Quartz, uh, which brew does very well. They they like their Mecha Quartz. Uh, brew, as you guys know, micro brand. Is that the new iteration of the VK64? Just upgraded? Uh, oh, no, it's got to be because it's three to sub to. That's right. That's right. So the VK68 is just a different iteration. Um, but this thing is got a bezel on it. It's got a bezel on it versus the retrograph, which is more of a 
uh, more of a bezel-free square design. This still has a square case, but a round dial, round bezel. And the one, I, the one of these <coughs> I like the most is this sort of dark gold, dark champagne, bronzy. bronze dial. Uh, still has some square subdials. This thing is so freaking cool. I think I like the retrograph more, but I really, really dig this mastergraph. Yeah. <laughs> Dome sapphire, um, un under 11 millimeters thick. It's about 38 millimeters, but a squarish case, so it's probably going to wear closer to something like 40. Um, only 50 meters of water resistance, but that's pretty typical for a chronograph. Uh, I th I just think this thing is super cool. They so the retrograph had a had an espresso timer. What's that five second timer from uh, six to seven? So uh, it, it's also an extraction timer. Okay, it's also an extraction timer. So it, it's got um, a twenty five to thirty five second interval that's marked oh. uh, depending on you know what what your what your pull is like. So also a also an espresso, espresso-based... Espresso. Espresso. Espresso-based uh, function on this thing, which is kind of neat. I mean, it's such a bizarre marriage of functionality, but... I love it. I love the the novelty of it that, yeah. that isn't uh, intrusive. I also love the way they do their uh, diagrams. They have... So every website, every every watch brand website has, has the sketch-out dimensions of their watches, they also have the sketch out dimension of their crown. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, they're telling you what you need to know. So 20 millimeter lugs on these, but it's a it's a hooded lug. So um, you're going to need a 22 millimeter strap, but whatever. Um, you, you know, that 38 millimeter case, case width is just fantastic. I love these. A little bit more expensive, 375 on these. Um, so more expensive than, you know, an SNKL 15, but... 400 bucks for a dope VK68 micro brand uh, watch. And I, I absolutely love Mecha Quartz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Mecha Quartz is maybe the best uh, function to reliability movement out there. And it's in there. all affordable chronographs. Yeah. All good affordable chronographs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, I, I, I'm, so for Christmas this year, I'm going to take one of these. And then I'm going to take my second watch and... Send us... Two copies of each, please. Yeah, <laughs> we've been really good. Thank you, Brew Watches. We will uh, receive delivery of those, please. Thank you. And yeah, just DM us for the address. <laughs> the second watch I picked. Now, now we're going to reach even further for this <coughs> one, but we haven't talked about this watch on the show, and we should have. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring for my second watch to Christmas this year a notice duality. Mm. Yeah. In the Unity White. Mm -hmm. In the Unity White. This is a totally fantastic release from Notice that they came out last year for the sort of tour season and they've been pimping. Uh, you, you know, Notice has each release that Notice has made, they have increased on their package uh, incrementally at times and then a little bit more at other times. This seems to me like a major step towards being a super duper player in the watch industry. I, I mean, the finishing, the and bevel the details, right that, there at the just like the the three forty five. 
That's on right. that bezel is it's something I've never seen before. And because I've never seen it before, I love it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure what the vision was for this because it's a little bit of a weird watch. It doesn't really fit into a category. Like if we were going to have, if we were going to revisit our sort of watch category series, I don't, I don't know, know where this fits. I don't know where it fits, but it doesn't matter because it's such a fucking good watch that it, it sort of really fits matter. in between dress sport and dress diver, and maybe both. It, yeah, that's right. Now, and and this is a a heavy water resistance watch, right? Three hundred meters on this guy. Um, What's the size? So twenty millimeters, uh, twenty millimeters lugs, forty millimeter case width. So yeah, it fits right in that category of between. Dress sport, dress diver, it, oh, skin yeah. divery. You know that's interesting. You say that because that was my initial thought when I saw this. I thought, gosh, this is a skin diver. Uh, this is a skin diver, but it, it's not. But it's not. That's right. Uh, you, you know, you know. I don't know where this fits. I don't know where this fits. In On my the, wrist, I'm sure it would fit great. That's exactly my point. So this doesn't really fit in terms of boxes of watches with that said it's almost perfect right yeah it's kind of gmt miyota 9015 right. um which some people the only complaint you ever hear about the 9015 is it can the rotor noise can be a little loud but um imagine that case is probably pretty quiet i think that's right i think that's right i just think this is a freaking cool watch we hadn't had a had a chance to uh, talk about it and i thought well i'll take this to travel with yeah no, definitely. <laughs> In a rotating bezel. I love this thing, man. I And that's going to be a strap monster, man. Oh, yeah. You, you know, but the bracelet, that H-Link bracelet also. Is I, money. I, but I wouldn't fly with a bracelet. It. Yeah. No, that that's fair. And, they, and they've got some pictures on their Instagram of folks with <coughs> this on, on leather and on rubber. Uh, I, I'll Ooh, say. Rubber would be money for, for flying or even for like a tropical climate. You, you know, I hate to like Monday morning quarterback a watch brand on a watch like this, but I think this is a perfect watch for an integrated rubber option. Yeah, that's so expensive though. Yeah, yeah, and that takes so much supply chain management. And, and the, and the so watch is seven hundred bucks. Like, yeah, right? that would it's, that'd it's make it a thirteen hundred dollar watch. Yeah, it's not a cheap one. I don't know about thirteen hundred. <laughs> the R and D that would go into it because they have to choose between either they develop them develop an integrated rubber themselves, or they work with a uh, a partner company to, to develop an integrated rubber, or they do shitty rubber and just bang on the table some more. <laughs> that makes it an expensive watch. Well, the R and D that goes into it alone is going to make it an expensive watch. Andrew, I'm looking at a page that has your other thing on it, but it, yeah, we're, we're over time. We are over time. So why don't we why don't we save this? Okay, for next week. Maybe I'll buy a bottle. Yeah, look, do that. Yeah, do that. Spoiler alert: it, it comes in a bottle. It does. Spoiler alert: it comes in a bottle. So, Andrew, anything else that you are dying to say before we wrap it up for today? No, sir. All right, well, me either. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20. Also, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all our support for the show. That's how we pay for hosting. Uh, and that's how we pay for the things that make the show work. Uh, check us out there. Please contribute if, if, if you're so inclined and you think you could put a little money towards the show. Don't forget to join us next Thursday for another hour of watches food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.